From the entertainment capital of the world, Sam Rajofsky here, News Talk 840 KXNT. The What's Right Show brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. Okay, I need to just say it. Which is this jab at DeSantis by Donald Trump over the weekend was completely unnecessary. Trump was in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, uh, in a in a what was otherwise an absolutely fantastic event. By the way, Trump uh, was in rare form. If you didn't have a chance to capture uh, see any portion of that rally, maybe you just saw the clip of him calling. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious. I'll unpackage that in a minute, but there was so much more that was so good, reminding all of us why he is such a remarkable campaigner and communicator. It was just brilliant. But the idea, the thought, the act of criticizing a major Republican up for up for re-election in three days before the election, to me, is absolutely uh, hideous. There's no two ways about it. So I, when I saw this, of course, I, I became apoplectic in the moment. I just, I was, uh, it put me immediately in a very sour mood. And I'll tell you, by the way, my thinking on this, right, is I, I believe when it comes to elections, when it comes to a, uh, a cycle in the general election, when it's Republicans versus Democrats, and I'll put it even another way, it's Republicans against the entire world, right? Republicans against Democrats, Republicans against Democrats in the media, Republicans against, uh, you know, insanity, the Democrats against the globalists, Republicans against everyone, so, you know, we got a lot of things stacked against us. We don't need friendly fire incidents. We don't need to be, uh, you know, forming a circular firing squad, you know, in the lead up to an important, pivotal even, general election. Now, does this uh, slanderous, I don't know, slanderous, you know, does this, uh, you know, verbal ejaculation have anything uh, have any effect on uh, Ron DeSantis' re-election uh, chances in Florida? I don't think so, right? It's probably of, of little consequence, but what if he loses by a hair? What if this is just the thing that a handful of Republicans in Florida needed to hear to say, oh, I was sitting this one out, screw this guy. And the problematic thing about it is, is Trump is literally crisscrossing the country, delivering these two-hour marathon rallies in support of every Republican candidate. So this, this was just, it was unnecessary. But it also has to be contextualized with the fact that he is out there, he's out there, you know, doing a lot, frankly, for a number of candidates in a number of important races. So now, what is this comment, by the way? I want to normally don't 
like to play clips right at the start of the program. I want you to hear it for yourselves. If, in case you missed it, you didn't hear it. Here is, you know, Trump gets to a point in the program about midway through where he begins to opine about the polls. And he has just gotten off of Trump Air Force, Trump Force One, right? His Trump 757 private jet. And he's, this is in Latrobe, Pennsylvania at the Arnold Palmer Airport, right on the tarmac. So it comes down the stairs, the podium, the stage is set up right below. It's very, you know, there's a lot of imagery here. And so about midway through the race, there's a screen up and they begin showing some polls. And before they get to all the races nationally, and polling is, you know, looking a little positive at this point for a number of Republican candidates. Before he gets to that, he starts the, the discussion, the polling discussion, the show and tell, if you will, uh, talking about the uh, presidential uh, primary, the Republican primary uh, polling. Now, of course, this polling is mostly worthless, right? Because we know from experience that Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter, primary polling two years out is rarely an indicator of who the successful candidate will be in the end. But nonetheless, this is Trump. He loves polling numbers. He loves to show out how huge they are for him. And so here is where he begins discussing the polling and then throws in the DeSantis quip. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Let's see, there it is, Trump at 71. Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at 7 Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. <laughs> Liz Cheney, there's no way she's at 4%. There's no way. They need to stop polling Democrats uh, for Republican primary polls. They're already uh, <laughs> assuming every state's got an open primary. That's how Liz Cheney gets 4% of the vote. Okay, by the way, the, the answer to all three questions here in Nevada is no, no, and no. Particularly no on number three, because we do not want open primaries here in Nevada. So those of you who haven't voted yet, listen to me. No, no, and no. Triple no's. All right, so th there's the comment. And it it is a significant blemish on an otherwise uh, fabulous event. Now, my takeaway from it all is, what well, one, look, this is Trump being a freewheeling guy and he's testing it out and he jumped the gun. He never, ever should have done it at this point. He could have waited three and a half days. That's all he should have done. End of story. There's no other way to say this and there's no way to defend it. It's just, that's it. That's the word. Now, Trump's a freewheeling guy. This is a, a, a uh, event, two hours, he speaks for probably 75% of it, that is mostly extemporaneous. Right? I mean, this is incredible stuff. We have a president of the United States right now who can't even find his way to the toilet. I, certainly not off stage. We don't have video of him trying to find a toilet, but I'm convinced uh, it would show some amount of befuddlement. This is a guy who at 70-something years old is standing up there for two hours with enormous vigor and energy and delivering a, an incredibly effective rah-rah political speech. You've all seen it. You've all heard it. You know what 
that the gist of it is, I have seen so many of these rallies and I still find myself watching them and, and being enthralled. It's that good. So my one takeaway is totally unnecessary, but obviously got to understand this is Trump being, you know, Trump being Trump and, and, and kind of speaking off the cuff and it just, you know, maybe he, he wasn't planning necessarily on delivering the line, although I think he, he, he did think about doing it and then in the moment got caught up in it and did it. My other thought from this is, um, you know, this is obviously he's looking to announce and last week when we spoke about this, the date that was being thrown about was the 14th. And I told you that I believe there was a great degree of credibility to that, given the need for Trump to announce early to block out competitors. He knows that DeSantis is probably is going to win in Florida. So he knows that, you know, he knows that. He knows that there's going to be, that following the midterms is when people will start to announce. And he wants to block as many competitors as he possibly can and two you know he's he really is also fighting you know f f a major legal battle there is uh, talk and whispers of the justice department coming down and and filing charges uh, issuing an indictment for the former president and as such trump uh, the sooner he announces and becomes an actual real political rival of the sitting president of the united states who oversees the justice department see kind of complicate it for Biden a little bit. So I look, so I, I for all that, now the talk today from a number of sources is that Trump is going to announce very, very soon. In fact, Trump at the Latrobe, Pennsylvania rally Saturday night uh, basically said he he got up there and he said, Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna announce very, very, very soon. Those were his words. Now uh, Grinnell today, Richard Grinnell said, you know, hey, if I were you, I'd be watching the Ohio rally. That's going to be on tonight, 8 Eastern rally supporting J.D. Vance in Ohio. So, you know, we ought to be watching that rally. Keep keep tuned. Basically, stay tuned to that. A number of people saying uh, a close uh, source to the president uh, that it's, you know, a, a coin flip on when he does it. Uh, it could be tonight. No final decision has been made, but, you know, he's keeping everybody guessing. What do I think will happen? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it necessarily matters. I, I would assume these leaks coming out of it could happen tonight, could not. It's all designed to drive up visibility for the event. So he is toying a little bit with the media, toying a little bit with all of us, getting us to, to tune in the late stage, you know, rallies that are also designed to to boost Republican poll performance. We want people going, you know, going to the voting booth, fired up. And that's part of what Trump is doing out there is getting everybody, you know, in good spirits. So what could happen? I don't know, but it's definitely days away. And it sounds to me, because today, what is the 7th? It sounds to me like it's going to be sooner than the 14th. I would definitely tell you that's, that's the case. Now, the desanctimonious comment itself is a little interesting to me. I want to unpackage it because I, I know what Trump is getting at. It's actually very sad uh, what, he's, what he's poking at. If you, if, you, you know, if you believe that, as I do, that he knows the meaning of words, 
he's not a dumb guy. He is very good with language. Just a lot of people criticize it because it's not traditional, but he understands what he's saying. He understands what he's doing. I, I have a thought on this that I haven't heard anywhere yet, so I will leave it with you as an original thought from your host, Sam Rajovsky, here on the What's Right Show. I'll be back in a moment, share that with you. Also, I don't know. I have an idea of a nickname DeSantis could have for Trump that could end up being devastatingly effective. All of that when we return here on News Talk 840 KXNT. If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer. It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com. Drinking some great coffee right now, getting myself jazzed for the show. I love the hour that I spend with you every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday here on News Talk 840 KXNT, the What's Right show brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law because you deserve lawyers that share your values. All right. This Trump thing. Well, I, the rally. Drawn to sanctimonious. What does that mean, right? Sanctimonious, by the way, the word sanctimonious, which is what it's a play, the, the name is a play on, uh, it, it, it's, it make, it's when you make a show of being you know, morally superior to other people. And, you know, I, I don't know DeSantis personally, but the impression I have from people that know him well is that in a lot of ways, he is what Trump isn't uh, personally, right? He has, uh, you know, Trump's got, he's a good father. He's got a good relationship with his kids. And he's just had multiple wives and has a reputation for maybe playing around a bit. And Ron DeSantis, you know, Ron DeSantis is somebody who, you know, him and Casey's wife are, seem to be very much in love. You know, she just had a, a cancer scare uh, that seemed to be pretty pretty frightening. Um, uh, by all accounts, uh, she's gotten out of the thick of that. But you know, they they appear to be a very loved up, devoted couple. Now that's the personal side of it, which you know, you know, DeSantis does present in a different way. Now, is he rubbing our faces in it? No, not at all. Is it admirable the relationship that he has with his wife? and the loyalty that he appears to embody as a married man, as a husband, yes. I like that very much. But there's another component of this that's I think the other part, more important part that Trump is getting at, which is Trump made the wrong call on COVID. Right? And, and DeSantis made the right one. There's a lot of talk right now about loyalty that you know DeSantis needs to sit down you know, not not get get out of the way. Maybe hat in hand, graciously accept a vice presidential position from Trump. I don't think is going to happen, but you know, people are saying that's what ought to ought to be. But they're you know, but the but the underlying agreement among many conservatives, particularly Trumpists, is that you know, DeSantis needs to show Trump a little bit of loyalty that Trump made him. I have a response to this, which is, I think, goes to the heart of the sanctimonious quip 
from the rally on Saturday night, which is, you know, there's, you know, they're really okay. So if the thinking is that there'd be no DeSantis without Trump, fine, let's accept that for a moment. We also have to accept that Trump was a fantastic, marvelous president before COVID and that DeSantis broke with Trump essentially in a lot of ways when he decided to lead his state very much in a way that was was all about reopening and being skeptical of the experts, the you know, the the the, the doctors, the Fauci's of the world. He showed Trump what Trump should have done, which is kicked Fauci to the curb. You know, DeSantis got rid of everybody inside the state of Florida that was disagreeing with him on COVID policy, right? Within within the, you know, the the power structure of the state of Florida, the administration. Trump somehow still had that the insufferable woman, Dr. Burks and, and Fauci and all these goobers. He just had them there and they lingered like, the, like a dead cat smell for the balance of his presidency. And in fact, begetting in large part the silly uh, and terrible and consequential election of 2020 when you know we printed all those funny ballots and it was the, that was their end game right trump didn't see that this was all a giant setup to get the democrats to a place where in the 2020 election they'd be printing printing funny ballots for everyone whether they asked for it or not and be a means for them to uh you know to to harvest as many oh, legitimate ballots maybe not filled out legitimately right as they possibly could but I want to make something clear. I mean, DeSantis was on the right side of COVID, 100%. And Trump, you know, the, the problem is, is that, you know, so yeah, so Trump thinks that DeSantis is a little sanctimonious now because he's walking around and saying, well, I was right. I was right about COVID. But you know what? He was right. And that would be DeSantis's, uh, frankly, his absolutely, uh, you know, pithy comeback. And Mr. President, you know, really grateful for your leadership, but unfortunately, you, you know, you're, he, you know, that's what I was going to say, what would be the nickname? DeSantis could go after Trump and call him shut down Don. Imagine that. And so I, I think, right, I think that's where this is coming from is Trump is, uh, feels some personal wounding that he got led down the primrose path by all these very, uh, smart and I think d deliberately, you know, manipulative people within the U.S. bureaucracy at the NIH and elsewhere, all these experts, and he listened to them. And then he was so desperate to get the country reopened that he went all in for the vaccine debacle. Remember, Trump's going to own that a year from now when the election's going on, primaries are in full swing. What's going to happen, right, about, about what more will we know about vaccines? To what extent? Will Trump own that failure? I don't know, right? But it, but it's it's something to consider, at the very least. So I, you know, I did, you know, does Trump feel in a way, you know, if you really get him alone with his feelings, his thoughts, does he think that he surrendered his presidency to COVID? I would imagine yes, to some extent, and that is why he now is. Uh, pursuing DeSantis with this nickname, with this moniker. Now, the moniker could, of course, change. It could come up with some other ones. 
But I think, you know, he looks at, he's, 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 you know, DeSantis has gotten under his skin. And he's also lost some top donors to him, which, you know, you, you can always get a little pissed about money. Trust me. It takes about a billion dollars or more to win the presidency. DeSantis is, what, 200 million already in. So big number. All right, when we come back, are you too fat to fly United or any other airline? I got to talk to you about this. And then a little bit of humor. I had my kids in the studio over the weekend, and my daughter recorded something you don't want to miss. <laughs> You're listening to The What's Right Show. Sam Marjofsky here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up. Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit samandashlaw.com. The What's Right Show, brought to you by Sam and Ash, Injury Law, 702-820-1234, because you deserve what's right. Sam Rajovsky here, your host. Uh, by the way, just putting a plug out there for anyone who hasn't voted yet, uh, please vote Republican. Unless, of course, you have some other things in mind for society. For example, I suggest you vote Democrat. Uh, if you want a drag queen in every school, if you want your kindergartners indoctrinated in gender confusion, uh, 138-week-old fetuses aborted. Basically, by the way, I decipher from all this is that children are only safe from Democrats, like between one day old and maybe three years, Right. Uh, but even then, they're probably going to get sniffed up by Joe Biden. So if you don't want any of that, vote Republican. And I also need to let you know, Nevadans, Las Vegans, 550,000 or so registered Republicans in Nevada. Only 34.5% of them have voted as of this weekend. What the literal F, people? Don't make me come down there and shake you. <laughs> You've, you've got to vote. You can't just complain. You got to vote. They're going to find ways. They're going to pick up ballots. They're going to go door to door. They're going to dispatch the culinary union. They're going to do all of their usual stuff that they do. If we don't get out there and vote, this is, I don't want to hear it. Don't make me make this the uh, topic of all of next week's shows. Going, hey, why did you know, why did Sisolak win re-election? Well, I don't know. Geez, maybe it's because Republicans didn't show up to vote. Yeah. Now, the reason I'm going after this kid thing, you know, I have three kids. Um, my oldest is in high school, freshman in high school. He's at uh, Bishop Gorman, which is a private Catholic high school here in town, a phenomenal school. I have two daughters who are in middle school and elementary school, respectively. Uh, they're at another private school here in town. Why private? Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't want my kids anywhere near this insanity. And I have the uh, I have I have the great fortune of being able to opt out. Now, just because I am lucky, I've worked hard too. I've worked my a money money off, but I I'm fortunate to have the means to opt out. Doesn't mean that I will not stop talking on behalf of all of those kids who don't have the same ability. 
I believe that education across the board should be as good and as neutral and as, you know, as knowledge focused as it possibly can be. And we have, by the way, private schools here in town who at a very, frankly, at a relatively reasonable cost, deliver exactly the kind of education our public schools ought to be giving. So anyway, I had my my girls uh, over the weekend. We were, uh, my son had a water polo tournament. My girls are uh, here in the in the office with me. I'm doing some work. And so I decided to just flip on the microphone. And, you know, I've got the soundboard here at, at the Sam and Ash studios. And I decided to start flipping up the uh, different, pressing the different sound buttons. Yeah, I've got the, all the stupid things all these people say, right? And if you listen to the program, you've heard me press those buttons and, you know, Joe Biden and AOC and whatnot. So I, <laughs> so I played, I played this first clip and my daughter, my youngest daughter, my fourth grader, nine-year-old, <laughs> starts doing imitations of this. Boy, was I glad I was recording. So I, I, I'll play this for you. This is, again, I recorded this of her this weekend. And, you know, she, I, I, you, we can, I don't know, you guys tell me, can email me, sam at samandashlaw.com if you think she ought to be a future co-host here on the What's Right show. So here's the first sound clip and then Ava uh, doing her interpretation of it. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. <laughs> made in America. <clears throat> I'm going to start out with two words. Made in America. Made in America. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? I thought it was pretty good. Robbie, I think we may have to switch these buttons around just to have Ava's version of some of these quips. Okay, so here's the pervy Joe Biden talking to a young girl uh, so, you know, uh, maybe I shouldn't have had my daughter uh, repeat this, but you know, here, here it is. How are you, baby? How old are you? How are you, baby? How old are you? <laughs> the mm at the end, that's what gets me. And then, of course, I couldn't let Ava off without giving me an AOC. You know, when AOC got up there and did her whole bit on well, she was got attacked by in, in her by her constituents in that town hall in New York, and she started immediately affecting. Like she doesn't speak with a, 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 a Spanish, you know, Latina accent. She doesn't, but she immediately got into this like super Latina mode. Wow, I don't think Ava skipped a beat. In fact, she did it twice so well. I'm going to play both of them. Listen, okay, listen. <laughs> One more time, Ava. Listen, okay, listen. Listen, okay, listen. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> oh, friends, I had to share that with you because, of course, we spend time together every day and, you know, and and I I do I am you can you can tell of course the kids and I have a I think a pretty decent relationship and and um, <laughs> and this was just too good not to share so I leave it there without further comment. Am I going to give a further comment on this tonight? Yeah, I am on this on this airline story. I 
United Airlines is now blocking off seats because people are too fat. Now, what is this all about? You know, on the airline, have you ever been on an airplane when it's super empty? Like when it's, you know, when you're on a, on a Boeing 737, let's say, which can fe- uh, seat up to like 100 and averages about 150, 160 people. And you have maybe 23 people on, on a flight. Occasionally it happens here at Vegas if you're headed out of Vegas somewhere on a Friday night, right? The planes are coming in full and leaving somewhat empty. So, you, you know, what they'll do in those cases is they'll, they'll move people around. It's weight and balance because it actually matters where the weight is on the airplane. Well, people have gotten so big. They've gotten so fat that they have to, the airlines that have to budget for, you know, not overselling flights, keeping seats open so that they can move the fatties around. This is awful. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the same people that are pushing all this, you know, woke gender ideology are also for, you know, pushing this body positivity stuff. And yes, while on one hand, I don't think we should go around making fun of people to their faces about their weight, you know, and pointing and laughing. I also don't think it is a good idea to signal to kids that being unhealthy is an acceptable life choice. And the consequence of this body positivity, you know, all shapes, all sizes are beautiful nonsense is that we're going to end up encouraging kids to be unhealthy. Look, if you eat Twinkies, I don't know, do they even make Twinkies anymore? Uh, I don't like Twinkies at all, so it's no, I think they're discontinued or they, whatever, whatever it is. If you eat, you know, chips, hot dogs, hamburgers, if you stuff your mouth full of junk food day in and day out, it's not good. Forget how you look. The, the result is how you look, but you also are not doing well on the inside, right? Your health is suffering. And the part that irks me to no end is these are the same people who want, <laughs> they're the same people who have pushed universal health coverage on us, right? So what they want is, yes, uh, you know, Tommy and Susie, they can stuff their faces and make bad decisions and do whatever they want to their bodies. My body, my choice, right? I can, they can take all the drugs they want. They can, they can eat all the Twinkies they want. It's all fine and dandy. But then when their body begins to fail, who gets to pay for it, right? We all do. See, I'm a freedom person. But fundamentally, when it comes to freedom, if you exercise freedom to literally mess up your life, mess up your health, why, why am I going to be there as a taxpayer bailing you out? I'm making every possible life choice I can to be healthy. You know, so I'm, I'm it's just, I'm, can we call it food for thought? Don't mind if I do. All right, got to take a quick, super quick time out. Uh, yeah, Whoopi's off of Twitter. I have a Whoopi Goldberg clip I got to play. All right, all right, all right. I'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere, folks. The What's Right Show continues straight ahead. Hi, welcome back to the program. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Programming note, programming note. Hold on, let's put the music down. Um, Yeah, folks, this is a... 
we do our own sound effects here. Um, Tuesday, not Tuesday, Tuesday's election day, tomorrow. So get out there and vote. 34% only so far of Republicans have actually voted, registered Republicans in the state of Nevada. So I don't know what your excuse is. Get out there, go vote. You better be voting tomorrow. Number two, uh, election day, we're going to have a live show tomorrow, of course, as we, as we normally do from two to three. Wednesday, which is the day where we ought to start knowing a little bit about how the election has shaken out. We will be doing a full election recap here on News Talk 840 KXNT from 2 to 5. So not just one hour of Sam, but three. And joining me here will be Alan Stock for an election special. I, I love Alan. Uh, dear friend, uh, mentor to me, and, and you all know him, of course, from The Answer uh, show here on uh, News Talk 840 KXNT in the morning. So just Alan and I will be on together Wednesday from 2 to 5. You don't want to miss it. All right. The other thing you don't want to miss is your legal rights if you get hurt. I've told you this so many times, and and I, I know a large number of conservatives, we do not like dealing with lawyers, particularly not accident lawyers. What do we do after an accident? We uh, you know, we get hit, some crazy driver, drunk driver hits us. We call our agent and we let our insurance company handle it. There's only one problem. And that is that your insurance company wants the whole thing to go away for as little money as possible. Even if you're not at fault, they just want it to go away. And what you need to do is at the very least, get some answers from an independent third party. And that would be me. And Ash at Sam and Ash Injury Law, yes, the very firm that sponsors this program is also the firm that I started a few years back, serving Las Vegas and Southern California. We're both licensed in California as well. I've represented many of our friends and neighbors here in Las Vegas when they travel to California and get hurt. So if you've got questions, we've got answers. If you need help, we've got solutions. You're listening to The What's Right Show. Proud sponsors of Sam and Ash Injury Law because you deserve attorneys that share your values. All right, I will follow up more on this in the days ahead, but there is an exclusive in the Daily Mail today uh, dealing with Joe Biden. The, well, we all knew this, but apparently the, now there's a whistleblower whose identity has been screened, has been hidden, who is talking about how he had direct knowledge of Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's foreign business deals while he, uh, Biden was serving as the vice president in the Obama administration. They had a calls, in fact, one call with our own Dirty Harry of Nevada and his son, Key Reed. And the allegation is that they were all in cahoots together, understanding that these deals would bring them tremendous financial prosperity. The nature of Joe's involvement is that he was talking as if he was chairman of the board of this whole graft criminal enterprise uh, that was going on. Uh, people close to the Bidens say these are totally uh, false claims. They are a complete fabrication is the direct quote. Uh, but I do anticipate more of this stuff coming out. And now that Twitter can't just hide everything, now that even CNN is coming around and fact-checking Joe Biden. I don't know if you saw that, but there, there was a thing, Robbie, just the other day. Joe Biden got fact-checked by, there was a, an anchor 
at CNN who basically said, yeah, that's not true. Gas prices weren't, you know, $5 a, a gallon when, when Biden took office. And no, inflation was not at that rate when Biden and just went through the whole list of all of Biden's claims in a particular speech that he gave and, de- you know, obviously debunked every single one of them. Things are changing. If they lose the narrative, I, you know, it's all, I mean, this could all go down uh, in a ball of flame. Imagine, of course, imagine, of course, a criminal investigation opening up into Joe Biden. This is a guy intent, of course, on putting Trump behind bars uh, when perhaps it seems that the real criminal enterprise was being run by him while he was vice president of the United States. And gosh knows what's going on now, right? So this uh, story I certainly will uh, will follow closely. Now, as, as far as the Twitter update, uh, Whoopi Goldberg talking on The View is complaining that uh, Elon Musk has booted Kathy Griffin off the platform. Kathy Griffin is a just a terrible comedian who she's the lady, if you remember, held up the severed Trump head, you know, with a knife. By the way, they talk about election violence and political violence, inciting political violence. You think their side ever brings that up? You know, that noted Democrat agitator, Kathy Griffin, held up the severed head of a, of a sitting president. I'm just throwing that out there. So here's Whoopi complaining about Kathy Griffin getting booted off Twitter because Kathy Griffin changed her name to Elon Musk and went around tweeting all sorts of things that were not true and got attributed to Elon Musk. Here it is. It has been a little over a week since Elon Musk took over Twitter and the place is a, it's a mess. He also suspended Kathy Griffin for impersonating him on a parody account. Uh which has started a free Kathy hashtag to Trent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting off. I'm yeah. getting off today because I just feel like, you know, it's, it's so messy. Yeah. And I, I, I'm tired of now having had certain kinds of attitudes blocked and now they're back on. Mm, I don't like it because why? Because now I have to listen to people I disagree with. Is that how I, is that how how you heard it? Oh my gosh. Now the best part about this is, um, (laughs) Elon got into a a war of wars with another Twitter user. And somebody was like, well, she was just impersonating you. You have thin skin. And and Elon Musk, being hilarious, wrote back, actually, she was suspended for impersonating a comedian. That's funny because, of course, Kathy Griffin isn't funny. But then Elon wrote, if she really wants her account back, she can have it for $8. Referring, of course, to the number, the amount of money it will cost to get a verified account on Twitter moving forward. Hilarious stuff. See that they're losing power. It's kind of like when you salt a, a slug, you know, a snail. It's moving along. They're just slithering all over the place. Put a little salt on it. Hey, I'm getting off Twitter today. I'm getting off Twitter. And then a whole bunch of people today, I noticed, we're all coming. I'm just, I'm here just for one day to remind you all to vote, but I'm getting off right now. This is so childish, but it's, but it's, it's 
also revealing something extremely important about the American left. There is no, some, they're, they're okay with body positivity as far as size and obesity, but boy, is their th skin very thin. They don't wanna hear any opposing views. They want to be in an echo chamber. They want to sit and be, and be constantly, you know, reaffirmed, comforted in their delusions. Now, I want to hear all opinions. I love seeing on Twitter people I know here in town who say ridiculous things that I think are crazy. I love reading it. it makes me think. But they don't want to think, right? They don't want to get into any of this. By the way, really quick, uh, here I want to say I got a, 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 just an email popped up just moments ago from a listener, Mark. He wrote, Trump attacking DeSantis. Couldn't agree with you more, Sam. Your daughter as co-host. Heck yes, that was hilarious. Thank you for sharing. And he wrote, not being afraid to say the word fat and calling out how it is a poor life choice. Bravo. Thank you, Mark, and glad to have you listening to the program uh, let's keep at it because honestly, what we need to do here is speak the truth because I know and you know that we are all in the right. All right, friends, vote, vote. Tomorrow's the day. It's do or die time. Republicans are behind a little bit here in Clark County. Got to gotta get out there and vote. I'm telling you. The What's Right Show will continue tomorrow, Election Day, here on News Talk 840 KXNT.